0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. We just finished about 10 minutes talking to Stephen Holliday, a regular here on the Thursday panel and uh, often used as a source for what's going on at City Council because he's a deputy mayor and knows wherever he speaks. And uh, we talked to him about Sidewalk Labs and essentially if I'm to distill it down, we're probably not going to get a decision uh, for about another year. On the face of it, uh, Council seems to be warm to the idea. But there are a lot of uh, ifs, ands, or buts before anybody signs any contracts and allocates 12 acres approximately of land to build the the beginnings of the city of tomorrow now already even though nobody's put a shovel in the ground we've got a group that has kind of sprung up and it's calling itself block sidewalk which speaks for itself as well it says we don't really want this one of the organizers is torben viditz he joins us on the line hi torben
1: Hi, thanks for having us, Peter.
0: It's a pleasure to have you. Now, the first thing that I've got to ask you, do you not want to see Sidewalk Labs in Toronto? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. We would like to block Sidewalk, and as the name suggests, um, we have a, uh, a problem with that particular company that is owned by Alphabet, and it's a sister company to Google. Now, you know, we know who Google is, and we know how Google makes its money and what is what is business model Is And we do not like the idea of um, um, translating their data mining into an urban area, into a city, and into our physical infrastructure.
0: So so, essentially, if I'm going to bring that right down to uh, what everybody can understand as they drive in their cars and move about the city, you're talking about Google, Alphabet's the parent as uh, a trader of information, yes, data mining, but I mean in in simple people talk, uh, they trade in information and they make a lot of money selling information that we willingly contribute to them through search engines mostly, but uh, in all kinds of other endeavors. And what you're saying is if we allow the building of sidewalk labs as they envision it, we're providing yet another collection point through the sensory uh, network that will exist in the, uh, the area that they cover, that provides information to anybody who wants to pay them for it courtesy of us who hand it over for free is that it
1: yeah that's it and I think um, you know a lot of people have raised concerns about the privacy um, issues associated with that and um, you have discussed it with Stephen Holiday just a few minutes ago but for us uh, the, the real issue with this company is really that uh, we don't feel it's trustworthy the way this company arrived in the city of Toronto um, and we, uh, we know it's been a, a, a very carefully orchestrated coup to um, grab up to 200 acres of publicly owned waterfront land and to um, to also wrestle away a lot of um, power from um, elected officials and governance bodies that are already set up in the city. And this is something that we know for a while now since at least the um, uh, Ontario's Auditor General Uh, who released a report in December of 2018 that laid out exactly um, what the problem was with this RFP that Stephen Holiday talked about. You have to imagine that this RFP that was issued for one of the most complex and largest developments in the City of Toronto um, was only live for six weeks. So anyone that had an interest in developing this proposal had to respond within 30 business days. In previous attempts, Waterfront Toronto had allocated six weeks or sorry, 10 weeks for public art and 25 weeks for, uh, you know, a plain office building, a developer seeking a developer for a plain office building. So responding in six weeks is very much impossible for anyone that didn't have an inside track on this uh, proposal. So The Auditor General Report was very careful in putting this in there, um, also showing that the framework agreement that was signed in the end um, by the board of Waterfront Toronto, the board only had one day to approve this entire project.
0: Okay, so um, I'm I'm a radio host, and and yeah. my job is to try to interpret to people in a in a more simplistic way because they only hear it go by once. It's not like reading about it, where you can read Correct. over and over right. again. Yeah. So so I try to dumb things down and put them in simple terms. Now, if <laughs> right. I if I that doesn't mean you're you're confusing anybody. What it means is if you take uh, what Stephen Holliday was talking about, and he's listening to us now, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about the initial proposal for a 12-acre sidewalk labs, uh, call it Keyside development, which we've right. known about for a couple of years and which we've, in some manner remains, means, I have to say, celebrated. It looked like uh, we down here at Corus Key were going to get a new neighbor, that it was small enough to be experimental, that it's something we should probably welcome, although we also spoke to people like Ann Kavoukian who said you got to be careful about the potential for violation of privacy. So all of these things have been known. Now mm-hmm. it's only two or three weeks since we've all suddenly gotten to know that there, there's more to it than that, that we could be looking at 77 hectares, which is almost, as you pointed out, 200 acres, that we're talking about a huge volume of prime uh, Ontario, Toronto water, uh, waterfront land, uh, that uh, this is this is not just a big project. This is a mammoth project on uh, a world scale. Uh, but when I talk to Stephen, Stephen says, oh, no, 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 we, we probably will take a year to do the study that's necessary and come to our conclusions on whether or not we're going to approve it. We have a, a reasonably positive view of what we're seeing so far, but we're talking about the 12 acres.
1: Um, yeah, and this is, uh, I mean, we have to also stress that uh, the ball is still in Waterfront Toronto's court, and um, Stephen Diamond already released a, uh, a, a opinion piece, like a statement at the very day Sidewalk Labs introduced its, you know, ginormous plan for the waterfront, I'm um, highlighting a number of key issues including um the the scope leap that we experienced here where this company went from 12 acres to 190 acres and now insisting that they need to um, first developed part of Dilliers Island in order to make it economically feasible to develop the 12 acres that they responded to in the first place, um, among some other things, uh, including, um, you know, a, a whole range of new um, public-private bodies that uh, um, they envisioned we should put in place to make this all happen. And that's, that's the thing. It's like a project that came from Google that was placed in Toronto, through Waterfront Toronto, and no one had ever asked for this. Um, and now this, that uh, would be true, though nobody, nobody
0: ever issued an RFP for this monster project.
1: No one did, and no one ever issued an RFP to come and uh, issue, uh, allow the most profitable company in the world that makes sixty million dollars in revenue a day to Toronto to build a sensor-laden a uh, city environment. And we also have, we also know a lot more now about this company. We, the company has lobbied City Hall over sixteen hundred times in fourteen months. That makes over on average six times a day that this company has points of 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 contact as they say with city hall even though they don't even have a single application in and they're entirely dealing with waterfront toronto
0: well clearly it's clear to me torben that you as spokesperson for this group and i'm going to ask you the next question uh would be how big is your group at this point i want to know that but let's take the positive side uh as well once you you tell me how large Block Sidewalk is. The positive part, there are a lot of people out there who would say, you know what, for Google to want to associate with our city, number four city in North America, a world-class city, and and build something that is of this scope, that it's going to be uh, the the image of what we can expect cities to look like in 2050, that's a good thing. What do you say to that?
1: Well, I say look at the uh, San Francisco Bay Area, where Google headquarters are located. No one can afford to live in this place anymore. Well, nobody can afford to live in Toronto anymore either. Yeah, so don't we want to make it more expensive in the city of Toronto? There are places like New York City that have said no to Amazon headquarters. There are cities like Berlin that have said no to Google headquarters. So we don't have to be afraid to say no to a global company and corporation like Google. This is prime waterfront real estate. If we look at the city, we see cranes all over the place. It's not as if this land is barren forever. There are lots of people that would develop it, people with actual experience in developing um, land in the first place. Like Google has none, none such experience. Um, so I, I, you know, I think this whole debate is a little backwards. Um, and again, I, you know, I think we have to always put it in a context. The way Google arrived in the city of Toronto is highly suspect, and um, the process was. Um, very corrupt. And the Auditor General pointed that out. Um, We know this by now. So that we are now faced with a 1,500-page document where we have to discuss the merits of a project that shouldn't be here in the first place, and where a large corporation tells us how we have to govern ourselves, that we have to reinvent public bodies and agencies that um, will facilitate their vision for our waterfront that no one ever asked for. I think this is a very um, arrogant and aggressive position for them to take. Um, And I don't think we need to have someone from New York come here to tell us how we should develop our waterfront. I think we have enough Um, smart people in the city to um, to think about exactly what's going on and we have spent billions of dollars to make this land developable we should not give it away to one of the richest corporations in the world because um, their chairman had a dream to have someone give google the city and put them in charge now it looks like this is exactly what we are doing here in the city of toronto and our group, which is by now a few thousand members that have signed up online, and we're holding a big event tonight at 765 Queen Street East, where we are inviting the public to come and learn more about this project. Um, you know, we're growing; the the response is growing um, against it, and um, I, I don't I don't see this happening here in the city of Toronto. So
0: you're you're up to several thousand people in Block
1: Sidewalk. We have over over 1,000 people sign up in in just a few weeks. Yes.
0: Okay, so let's just give you a plug one more time because obviously both sides have to be heard and this has to be vetted. 765 Queen Street. Tonight what time? Um, 6.30 to 8.30 and it's Queen Street East. Okay, 765 Queen Street East, which is uh, this side of Young Street, obviously, and uh, this side <laughs> to the east of Young Street. Uh, and uh, you can come and hear from uh, Torben and uh, his colleagues uh, more to the effect of what we've been talking about for the past couple of minutes. And I thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having us. All right. Good luck in your quest, as I uh, wish the city good luck in its quest. And uh, this is going to be one, I've said this before about uh, Sidewalk Labs. This is going to be a real interesting one to unfold. On the one hand, who doesn't want to be at the forefront? On the other hand, who wants to give free information and free land away to a great big company? I don't know the answer. I'm just, I'm just paid here to present all sides of the story, and I hope I'm doing that well. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley show podcast. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe for free at Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on demand audio. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does.